three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. What, like you've never jacked off to a picture of Kurt Angle before? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? That is that is magic right there. Yeah. It took us 113 episodes. Right, to get an open, but we finally got one. It's a good one, too. Uh, some shout-outs. Uh, our boy Steve Miggs, whose voice you heard on the open. Thank you to him. Uh, thank you to AJ Francis for the beats. Uh, actually, um, that is from my homie Toby. It's, oh, Toby. Thank uh, you to Toby. Toby uh, he's producing at least... Two, probably three songs on my album that comes out in September, OTA. You, wait, you have an album? Yeah, I've heard out. a little bit about it. <laughs> OTA, <laughs> OTA on the OTA way. OTA on the way. Uh, and uh, he produced like two or three of the songs on there. That's one of the beats he sent me that I'm not, I actually ended up not using for a song. So Worked out all right. Works just as fine and, otherwise. And thank you to... Um, Oh, to me for doing the editing on that. So look at how that all worked. Aaron did something, I'm sure. Aaron did. Yeah, he's yeah, right now. Aaron, what are you doing right now? He's uh, he's he's messing with the board. It did sound like way cleaner in my headphones about a second ago before whatever you did. It sounded so much cleaner a second ago. Oh, I'm just, I'm just messing around because AJ's way low. Oh, is he? Because you know we didn't have time to mic check because AJ, of course, is Ooh, late yeah. again. All right, for, uh, hang on. Before we get to anything else, it is jobbing out episode number one thirteen, yeah. which is yeah. not nearly as exciting as episode one twelve, unfortunately. How do I sound now? Aaron? I'm I'm Glenn. He's okay. Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course he's the main event. Vent, vent, vent. Aaron, why are you making that horrendous AJ face? Francis of the Washington Redskins. I, is everything okay? Everything's fine. All right. Okay. I was, now I get worried every time every it means time the computer goes, yeah, crash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what's going on. We're back together today, all three of us in the same studio in Rockville. Um, a few things. we got a great show ahead. Um, I'm I'm nerdier excited about this than I think you two are. I don't know. Maybe you guys are as excited as I am. I'm pretty excited. I've like actually it. been I've like actually it. been trying for the last month to get this guy on. Um, Lee England Jr. You're gonna say what the hell? Who the hell is Lee England Jr.? Well, you know, you know who he is. You just don't know his name because you've watched wrestling mm-hmm. and you've seen a number of times one Shinsuke Nakamura come to the ring and a man playing the violin brilliantly bringing him to the ring. And that man is Lee England Jr., who is known as the soul violinist. He's he's like more of like a a hip hop almost, like R and B style. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on my album. What's good? <laughs> What's good? Yeah, that's really why he's on today. Is we're talking business. He's just trying to network yeah, right? a little bit. This is the way it goes. We had Alex Riley on in five minutes, and he's like, "How do I get on your show? How do Correct. I go about doing that?" Uh, but Lee England Jr., I'm stoked for that because it's one of my favorite things in the world is obviously watching Shinsuke Nakamura come to the ring. So I'm um, looking forward to talking to Lee about that. And then later on in the program, we got a Hall of Famer this week. Mm-hmm. The great Greg the Hammer Valentine is going to join us before he comes to town with Primal Conflict Wrestling. So And the Hammer is one of the best like yes, nicknames I mean, in the history. It's of only wrestling. used now by everyone, right? Like It's only the most copied nickname in the history of, of any form of entertainment. <laughs> So we'll talk to Greg Valentine a little bit later on in the show as well. 
Um, speaking of some cleanup, AJ had to do a little cleanup this week on his chest. And Not because that... somebody jizzed on it, boy. I just realized wow. how that sounded after I said it. <laughs> to my knowledge, no one jizzed on it. Way, Maybe somebody It's did. so funny know. to me because every person that listens to our show now is going to... The first time they listen to the show and they hear, yeah. and they hear the lead in of you talking about yeah. jerking off okay, to we, a picture of Kurt get, Angle. Can we get real? They're going to be like, what is going on? I just want to be here? real, real for a second. We all did a little drinking at AJ's birthday party on Sunday. Yep. We'll talk more about it in a second. We all did a little bit of drinking. Aaron, of course, because he's the smallest of us, when he does a little bit of drinking, he was so drunk. He's the most likely to get drunk. He ended up kicking over a beer at one point during the game. It was, it, at one point, Aaron said, like, he confessed. He didn't love the idea of us calling him the worst in the open for <laughs> well, the no, show. No. And, but it was, it was for that reason. It was that, do we want the first thing we hear to be the jizz, Again, the worst? This is what he's concerned about. I, I admit to jacking off to a picture of Kurt Angle <laughs> with no concern at all. It's like, yeah, it's, it's part of how things work. Fair Aaron enough. was a little bit concerned about us calling him the worst well, in the I, open of the show. Right? I said it all. I was just like, is that what we want to do? Okay. Okay. That's yeah, fine. That's exactly what I want to do. Well, obviously. <sighs> um, so, yes, you uh, you got uh, you got chopped. Yeah, it sucked. You can go on it my you can go on my YouTube channel right now. Um, YouTube.com backslash users backslash AJ Francis ninety six. Um, you can go to the Driving Now Twitter. The, it's on there. Yep. You can go to my Twitter. Um, anywhere you can just Google search it because Comcast Sportsnet um, reposted it out. We got a press release. Um, it was it was painful. Okay, to so, say the least. So, it, if just just play the audio right now. Okay. Just pull it right uh, now. Can you pull it up, Aaron, on yeah, the computer? On. I don't know which computer yeah, you know, we're playing things from. You can hear the smacks. So this my dick. Uh, Make my, sure you skip forward past the the intro. My part. co-host sidekick on my regular on Glenn Clark Radio is yes. kidding Kyle. And I swear to God, he said something to me like Adenheimer. I don't I don't know if if Trent really hit him all that hard. Shit, like, me. I look, look back at him. I'm like, bro. Was your volume up? Right. Are you kidding me? Like, dude, that looked like hell. I noticed that from the first to about the third, you changed your strategy. Oh, like the yeah. first one, you were boldly like, come on, bring it on. And then by the third well, one, you were here's like. Here's the thing. is, So he was standing out of frame. So I assumed he was standing out of frame to wait for his introduction. Yeah. I didn't know he was standing to out get of a frame running start. to get a running start at my fucking chest. <laughs> yeah. Correct. And that shit hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, it did not look pleasant. Do you have the uh, audio, <laughs> yes, Aaron? Yes, yes, I do. Trent, unfortunately, went 4-4. Four and four. I went 4-4 four and four because he doesn't know anything about wrestling. That means I lose. This sucks. I wore my Ric Flair socks today. They were sick Ric Flair socks. They were. I agree. Ric Flair chops. And I hate Trent. I hate Aaron, I hate Glenn, but I hate everyone involved with this. As I should. This is going to suck. Trent, go ahead. Just listen. Ah! <laughs> One. D- d- I don't know if he really hit him. That ain't hard enough. Ah! Two. Ah! Ah! Man, 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 Each one of these sucks. Let's go. Let's go. The fourth one hurt so bad. I was gonna say, the third one didn't sound Stop quite as bad, but it might have been the worst because we got you full fledged there. Oh, and this is so AJ on the first one, like, just puts his chest out, like, ready. By the third one, he is tightening up. By the third one, yeah. he's just like, I gotta protect myself a yeah, little bit. Dude, I was, it, it was not oh. a great experience. Moral of the story is never. Yeah, you bet against Y two J. Right, you don't lose regularly when it comes to picks. No, I don't. You, I've, I mean, literally every lose, time yes. I yeah, because I'm fucking better than you guys no, at these picks. Stop it. Literally, the last time I lost was 
Apple cider? No, so no yeah, we all had to sing We Madonna. all lost yeah, Madonna, so that doesn't count. And then before then, it was apple cider vinegar. How long ago was that? Yeah, it's been a minute. It's, it's, like, it's been since I had a kidney stone in the Exactly. Fall. So that was in the fall. So that yeah, was. You're right. You don't lose I often. I don't lose very often. There's a lot of pay per views I don't lose. I picked the wrong fucking one to lose. Yeah, you yeah. really did. <laughs> it's Trent Murphy, who, of course, we all know is the future Mr. Alexa Bliss. Absolutely. Ends up uh, giving some chops to AJ. So uh, that was fun. Yeah. Um, for you guys. Yeah, it was great fun for us. We couldn't have had a better time. <laughs> so you can go check that out right now as uh, Trent Murphy uh, delivered the blows to AJ. Uh, a couple other things. Yes, we all... <laughs> that sounds funny. Yeah. yeah boy, i got to really work on my phrasing today, don't I? We all phrasing did, boom. We all did have a great time at uh, AJ's birthday party on Sunday. Yeah. Um, hanging out at Jimmy's Seafood and then going to the Orioles game. Aaron um, was hammered. Like I can always wasn't hammered. Uh, Aaron, I was drunk. I was drunk. No, By the Aaron, end of the game, Aaron, Aaron was. Aaron, I've been around you when you've been drinking and you're a little tipsy, and I've been around you when you've been drinking. Now look, I in fact was def- now granted I was too. Right, right. We, we all you, did a you, really good amount of drinking yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we all did a really. We, 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 we got we, there at two thir- or ten thirty for a one o'clock bus. I mean, I think I had no less than. Between I had Bellinis and mimosas, and I think I had no less than fifteen. Yeah, we did learn yeah. that AJ doesn't drink Bloody Marys. What the fuck, dude? Still Bloody Marys, I'd Marys, rather drink ketchup. Than I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not so nearly stupid. as anti Bloody Mary as so he is, stupid. but I, I'm choosing, <laughs> so I'm choosing a Bellini or mimosa over a Bloody Mary. I mean, I had a little bit of all. <laughs> I, I mixed them all together. It was quite the morning. Yo, if you guys ever make it out to Jimmy's for brunch, it's a fuck. It Twenty bucks, all you can drink: Bellinis, mimosas, uh, Bloody Bloody's. Marys, and there's. And did anyone try yeah. the other one? Uh, no, none of us did. One, yeah. Um, the breakfast pizza was on point. The yeah. Orioles won for nothing. It was yes. just a good day all around. Mm, we got we, the, we, we got that. We laid into <laughs> Garcia and Garcia. The two Garcia brothers. So if you guys don't know, if you guys don't follow the White Sox, the White Sox right fielder and center fielder both are named Avisail Garcia Avisail and Lori. And Lori. I think it's like actually like Lori or something like that. It, Garcia. I don't know what well, it is. Both of them are. It's Lori. Well, no, 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 no. We were calling him Lori. So well, yeah, Lori. it's Lori. Both of their he last names he was responding to are it. Garcia. So when all <laughs> we would be chatting, Garcia, you suck. <laughs> Not, not you, Garcia. Not you, Garcia. Other Garcia. Garcia. But you suck too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Don't turn around. I'm pretty sure we got we coaxed an air out of Avisail Garcia. In the yes, first we did. Yeah. We absolutely did. Lori, Lori was getting into it at the oh, end. Yeah, he was I, Lori it. Garcia, I love him. Yeah, he was. I, he was so funny because he was like at towards the end of the game, he realized what we were doing. So like whenever we'd say Garcia, you suck, he'd turn around and be like, he'd point at himself and then point at the other guy, <laughs> yeah. and be like, who are you talking to? Is it me? Is it him? Like which one of us sucks? It was awesome. Okay, I had one line that I thought was like a six, your dad, I think, laughed at a 12. My line was, I haven't seen this many Garcias since I worked as a coke mule. And your dad shit his pants. Yeah. Like, shit his pants. Yeah. And I was like, I thought it was good, but I didn't <laughs> think it was quite that good. Yeah, he was, uh, my dad was also drunk. Yeah, well, well I mean, fair. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I did <laughs> like how he left the seventh inning to make sure he got a head start on the free beers yeah. on the bus. On the bus. <laughs> he didn't even, he didn't even wait till the seventh inning. He left in like the, <laughs> the fifth. <laughs> he left in like the fifth and he went said, back. He said, he's he like, I've celebrated <laughs> enough of your birthday with you. I've celebrated so many birthdays with you in your life. He said specifically, the beers here are eight bucks. The beers there are free. I didn't get a Maryland education, but I know which one is better for me. Said, yeah. you know what, sir? I give you credit for that. At I one point, you, you were credit. saying you're too white for something. Which oh, I, don't I know said what it could I, be. Well, we were singing Mace. We were singing. No, no, I sang along with that. Yeah, we were all singing. Mace. No, there was another interaction. No, you and your cousin had like an interaction where you're making fun of each other, 
And it, it got intense for a second, and I literally said, I'm too white for this one. <laughs> I'm too white for this one. Yeah. It got intense, you and your cousin. Yeah, it was fun. It was a great time. Oh, it was a tremendous Shout time. Shout out to everybody that came out. It was dope. Do we have to talk about wrestling, or can we just I keep doing this? Well, well, we, we have another show. Oh, my Shout God, right? Seriously. Uh, amazing care packages. Amazing. My guy, Nash. Care packages. Uh, equipment manager for uh, Maryland basketball, Ben Nash. The man. I mean, I think I owe him oral sex. <laughs> I, mean, I think is the way that it works. Then has some amazing, like ridiculous care packages. I've never seen anything quite like this. Yeah, he's the man. He, I mean, uh, you get this stuff all the time because you play football. This is yeah. insane. This you guys is got bonkers. we got a lot of Maryland gear, you know, because the basketball team, like we were talking off air, the basketball team has to. They don't. They only have enough room for 15 guys, so they got to clear this shit out every year. It's not like the football team who has so much space for 100 guys that there's shit back there from when before I was playing. Right. You know, basketball they got to get rid of their gear every year, so bringing all the new stuff. Bring all yeah, the new sure. stuff, and you know he always well, sends me a little package every God last bless couple you. years, and he's a great guy. God bless he's you. He's going ben to be Nash. a guest picker. At yeah. Some right. Point. Absolutely. Like, yes. By the way, if you send us something, if you send us a gift, you too can be a guest picture on a future now, episode of Job. You, you have a big bar. Oh, to you pass ain't beating this. You're I know that much. That one. You have no idea. God, how those much. shoes are so. The shoes are out of control. The shoes are great. So yeah, uh, very cool. Now, uh, this was one of those weeks. You guys know how I feel about this, and you can make fun yep. of me all you want. I I hate when Raw and SmackDown aren't live. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I love watching live shows. Yeah, it didn't bother me. Even though, even though I don't watch them live. Like even I don't even watch him live. That's I just want him to be the live. Dumbest stance you can take on. You know anything. what? It might be. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I'm standing by. It. I hate when the shows aren't live, even though, <laughs> even though I watch them a day later. It's so true. You sound like an idiot. I hate it. I hate it so much. Well, the, it's and I've told you before. The reason why I hate it is because it feels like it loses the anything could happen factor. But do you read the spoilers before every show? No, but if something so really amazing happened, well, there would be no way for me to avoid it. But here's here's the real thing. Is and I think it's clear this week. WWE avoided really doing much storyline wise. Like they were great shows. They were great wrestling shows. Yeah, they but, were. But they kind of avoid doing anything well, there's like, something big there's something big that happened on either show right because no... because partially because it's taped they they'd like to save their not yeah you know, big, big moments they want to have happen. Like, that's my point like exactly. i get it the shows were fine this isn't it's not like i said oh i'm not gonna watch the shows were fine it's just that when it's live you still have that oh my god truly anything could happen type of feel whereas when they're taped it's like if something really amazing happened We'd already know about it. I wouldn't, because I don't check any dirt sheets. I don't. WWE would put it up. It always happened on SmackDown. Because now they win. I mean, I'm able to avoid a lot of spoilers. Most of the spoilers I see is Twitter and fucking Aaron retweeting shit. Well, but I'm saying like WWE. He's a reporter because he's the fucking worst. He is the worst. That is true. I'm the worst. I'm also a reporter. And but here's the thing: at this point, when something like really, you know, a debut happens, there's like, you know. When they do NXT and it's a month of events, they say, oh, by the way, Shisuke Nakamura is going to debut in a month. Right. Because they don't want somebody else beating them right. for their own news. And I understand that. And I'm not really knocking them for it. It goes back to why I prefer things to be live. All that being said, the shows this week were fine. We'll start with Raw. What do we knock out from Raw um, this week overseas? It was one of those... Um, I, I, I guess the best way I could describe this week's episode of Raw was... It was it was a convoluted way that they set it all up where they're going to do the co-GM thing. Yeah. I don't think they did that very well. It, it, it was strange. I don't hate it in theory. I just think it needed to be flushed out a little bit more. Like, I think it needed... You pointed out on Twitter, and I know this is going to be an example of Aaron being the worst, but, like, at one point, Miz was like, well, I'm the GM, so I win this match. And then he's like, no, you didn't win this match because I'm the GM. Like, it's just a weird... You know, like, why did Miz go along with that? If right, he, if, if I'm the GM and you just keep saying, no, I won because I'm the GM, right? Like, yeah. it's, 
it just wasn't flushed out exactly the right way. That being said, I'm bitching about something that doesn't really matter. I'm not really even bitching about it. I'm just saying it was a weird way. But love Finn, ba- Finn Balor and Miz did a. Gr- that was a match I loved seeing, and it was a match that. It feels like it should have been a pay per view match. Yes, yeah. and people, people never give like people like the Miz. So like, even though he's a very good worker and he's been in some of the best matches in the last couple of years, um, Miz still gets shitted on. For like his in-ring ability, sometimes they say he's he works soft. All you soft. idiots out there hate the Miz, yeah, and you know he's really the greatest. Miz is awesome. I've been you, on are you doing your Roman Reigns yeah. bit right now? Yes, I, I, am. I, 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 get, I get to do my Roman Reigns. <laughs> here. So, so, the like, Miz is the greatest. He's been awesome for so long. All these idiots been. don't give him enough respect. He has God, you're right, and I'm agreeing with you. That's the difference. Well, the Miz is amazing. The Miz is arguing amazing. that the Miz isn't amazing. Yeah. They're an idiot. Yes. And, and I was excited to see him and Finn work, and they worked very well. And I hope they do it again down the the road for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a a real program that I think that is the next Intercontinental title program after Miz takes it off Dean. I mean, as long as they're not pushing Finn higher than that faster then yeah. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I think they'd like I mean, I think I or or they could keep him a, a Finn away a little bit there longer. There is a bit of a problem of do you want to do you want to do Finn Brock? Like does No. Does, yeah. I, 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 I think, think Brock well, is Bray uh, Brock is one of three Bra- people. Braun Roman. Bray Braun Roman, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I I think that they might keep this Finn Bray thing going for a little bit. I don't bit. think anybody that could wrestle on 205 Live will ever fight Brock Lesnar. Period. I, I don't think it works. No, I made the argument for Daniel Bryan a and couple it, years ago. And it wouldn't, I well, think, no, because well, you're selling I mean, Daniel Seth, versus Seth David Rollins versus Daniel is, versus Goliath. He's not, he would have been selling Daniel versus Goliath. But he's you know two fifteen, two twenty. So they're not. Yeah, a, that didn't completely, go. That didn't go great. I, yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying that it, it would go great, <laughs> but they're not. They're not unwilling in the right circumstances. I'm saying from this on. point forward, like they only did that because at the time Seth had the belt. Right. If anyone else had the belt, South wouldn't have been in. Yeah, the it was just to Park. get Brock into the, in a championship match. Um, I hear you. I I don't think I argue, I would argue with it. I do think that Finn is unique because they clearly see him as the like clearly they're going all in on him as the star of Raw right now. Like they're yeah. clearly going all in on that, which is I, I it's a dangerous move because of his. You know, like you can say that Shin, they're doing the same thing with Shinsuke, but Shinsuke's got AJ Styles on the same show. Yeah. So it's not really that Shinsuke has to carry the the face portion of SmackDown. Right now, Finn Balor kind of has to carry the face I really portion. Really mean Seth? You can argue for Seth and Dean, but like they've never been truly top faces. Like that, Seth Seth's has. been working as a face. They've wanted it to be Roman Reigns. Like they've been trying yeah. to have Roman be the top face. I think they're showing a little bit more acceptance of. We're not getting Roman as the top face. Let's try to push someone as the true white meat baby face. Yeah. And Finn Balor fits that role perfectly, yeah. obviously, because of a number of reasons. Until he becomes a demon, yes. Right. Then, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more. But you've noticed they've stayed they've stayed yeah. very much away. They haven't even referenced the demon I in a don't, long time. That, that, no, they just the started only... selling a Demon King poster. No, did they so really? that's coming right, soon. So enough. here's my thing. My thing is, if they do go, the only way I could see them actually going Brock and uh, Finn is if Finn holds off on the demon until he faces Brock at SummerSlam. Well, I would think they'd have to wait. I would I would think that would be more build it towards WrestleMania and try to go the route that I talked about with Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar and saying, hey, we missed it the first time. Well, the thing is... But we can still try this David versus Goliath thing. It's still there. The David versus Goliath thing will always be there. It was perfection with Daniel Bryan because he was the most over guy in the company. If you can spend the next six months getting Finn to a place where he's you know insanely over and can be embraced in the same way... I think you could almost do something similar 
at WrestleMania next year with the David versus Goliath thing with Finn and Brock. I, I, I think that it's physically, I think the problem there, it's physically David versus Goliath, but Finn, you know, as, as small as he is the, with the demon, with everything else, with the way they book him, he's never really portrayed as the, uh, the scrappy well, I'm saying underdog. You, you would have to. You would have to be, and, and I think that that's a very, especially if you want to, you know, rise him up to the level of uh, reasonably facing Brock Lesnar, it's hard to also portray him as an underdog in that know. situation. I think it's true. I'm I mean, not anyone's it's an impossible. underdog when they face Brock Lesnar. This is Brock. That's Lesnar. why I think the best way to go about it is to get the. I think they're going to get the belt off Brock via Roman at SummerSlam, and then Roman maybe turns heel, maybe doesn't. But either way, even if Roman's a heel or not, because he gets booed so much, you can put him in a feud with anyone. Yeah, that's true. So Roman could hold the belt. And it could be Roman versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania. I mean, sure. It could absolutely be Roman versus Finn Balor. And those are probably your two top guys that yes. are on the card week in, week out. Yes. You know what I mean? As far as right. the, the full-timers, those appear. It's very clear. They're, they want Finn to be top guy. They're trying to build up the entrance. They're trying to... Yeah, I love... Well, I, I mean, that's... God, I, I'm just so sad about that. Um they're clearly trying for him to be that guy on that show the way that, that right now AJ is on SmackDown and the way that they think that Shinsuke Nakamura will be for the years to come on SmackDown or wherever they end up putting him. And I yeah. think that's what's coming for Finn Balor, so that would make a lot of sense. Uh, what else do we need to cover from Raw? I would got I just got to say. But bitter. But bitter about the golden truth, and I don't want to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Bitter. <laughs> That's not but where I was going to go, mean, but let's bitter. Do that no, no, I didn't know it was going to come, because it would have been amazing if they had gone oh, that course. way. I mean, but, yes, you know but they... that was the perfect way to get Sheamus and Cesaro booed. And, and I think that it still, you know, I think that helped, that match helped, the golden truth. Yes, it I, did. I, I think it puts them in a position where they are there if... Let's say uh, Shiv Cesaro wins the title back at Extreme Rules, you yes. know, breaking the hearts in the process, that you can slide in the golden truth I, I have so much microphone shit all over my mouth, because this, like, micro... The, well, why, why are you making out with the mic? Old, Stop sucking off the not, mic. It's, it's not Kurt Angle. <laughs> I would if you walked into the room. Um, it's probably like... This Slop, is probably, swapping shit with Tim Murray over there. Right, this, win, <laughs> this mic screen has probably been on here for over a decade. Oh, probably. Yeah, so... And uh I also wanted to talk about, other than that, I wanted to talk about the fact that I don't care what anyone says, Braun Strowman's injury is kayfabe because there's no way if his shoulder was, I mean, his elbow was actually injured. Right. Did they let that him, we let him yeah. get hit with a fucking chair on that shoulder. Well, okay, hold on. Well, hold on. It was, if you watch it, it's, it's supposedly, if this is true, it's the elbow injury. I, I went back after you had said that. I went back and I looked at the shots. A lot of them were shoulders. They were backs. Maybe one of them caught the elbow, but for the most part, they did avoid the elbow when did they were Did one of them caught, catch the elbow? One of them might have. It was close. It was like back speaking of elbow. someone Speaking of someone who has had arthroscopic surgery, mm, if mm. you're going into an arthroscopic surgery, hitting that area with a chair is not sure impossible. Aaron hasn't had arthroscopic yeah, surgery. Have you? Look at this man. Have he's, you? He's competed in have you? a lot of rock band over That's here. That's right. <laughs> have you had an arthroscopic surgery? Not on my elbow, no. Ha- have you had any? No, not at all. Have you ever had one, Glenn? No. Okay. I had one on my knee. I promise you, when I needed that surgery on my knee, the last thing I would ever allow to happen is somebody hit me in the knee. And there's no fucking way if I had it on my elbow. First of all, you hit your knee on something, that kind of hurts. But nothing hurts as much other than maybe your pinky toe. Jamming it in the middle of the night. Nothing <laughs> hurts suck. as nothing hurts as much as banging your elbow on something, right? Oh, yeah. Now imagine your elbow Stepping needs on a Lego. that sucks too. Imagine your elbow needs surgery. Okay. 
Now imagine they say, okay, we know your elbow needs surgery, but guess what? Yeah, we're going to... For the business, we yeah. need you to go out there and take a couple chair shots on your elbow. No fucking way. Yeah, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. Kayfabe. I don't disagree with you. Now, here's the question. Why did they choose to write... Like, obviously, they're writing him off for some reason. It might just simply be to, we don't want to overexpose him, which would be fine, and I have no problem with that. Why do it in that way? Yeah. I, I thought that was a little bit of an odd way. Not necessarily odd, but an interesting way to, you know, to have... Have him be injured. I thought that well, was. Well, my, my theory is is that I think they are going triple threat at Great Balls of Fire. And I think because they're going triple threat at Great Balls of Fire, Braun has established himself as a guy that needs to be in that main event spot. He's been kicking Roman's ass. Yeah. Roman can reestablish himself while Braun is gone. Braun comes back, whoops up on Roman. Now you have the perfect storm to say triple threat. Do we know that Brock is going to be there? Great Balls of Fire, yes. He's been advertised for Great Balls of Fire. So Extreme Rules, you don't think that Braun and Roman fight an ambulance match or whatever. When is Extreme Rules? It's June... That's June 4th. That's in Baltimore. I mean, if they do, it proves me right that it's kayfabe injury. If they don't, then I guess it might be a real injury. I don't know what you do with Roman. I don't know know why you wouldn't have them there... At all, like I think you do have, unless it was a real injury, obviously, unless he just can't compete. I mean, that's right. the only way. Anything else get the cover from Raw this week? Uh, from Raw. What did the women do? I can't even remember. Alexa Bliss just being, it, just being, yeah, amazing. the Mickey yeah, thing. Right. Her, M- Mickey, Mickey being kind of being used as a prop to get, you know, to to bring out Bailey. That that you know, I get it. It, it, it's Bailey, it's Mickey, but that's still a little painful to see Mickey fall that quickly. And I still love the hey, we want some Bailey. No, oh, of course, of course. Everyone doesn't love that. Hey, we want some Bailey. Hey, want some Bailey. I like, hey. I like better. I'd prefer hey, hey. Bailey. Ooh, Ooh. ha! Ah. I wanna know, will you be my girl? Coming up next, we will talk some SmackDown. Lee England Jr. is a genius. He is an artist, and he plays Shinsuke Nakamura to the ring. We will talk to him about it next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Kevin Eck looks into the deep connection. Former Ravens Terps receiver Tory Smith shares with the city of Baltimore. Plus, Baltimore celebrities share their favorite seats, Camden Yards, to celebrate the ballpark's 25th birthday. Birthday. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 World Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Orioles, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Now through May 31st, Full Circle Tire and Auto is running a special to support the Joppa Town Lions achieve their dreams of helping the community receive free eye exams for people ages 6 months and up. Full Circle Tire and Auto is giving away free brake pads with all brake repairs. Again, you only pay the labor and 10% of all repairs will be donated. A set of fourth new tires means $30 donated to the Joppa Town Lions to help them achieve their dreams. That's at Full Circle Tire and Auto, 1304 Governor's Court, Unit 110 in Abingdon. You can give them a call, 410-676-CARS. That's 410-676-2277. Or find them on Facebook by searching Full Circle Tire and Auto. It's where I take my vehicle when I need repairs. Full Circle Tire and Auto, give them a call today. Hey, this is Stan the Fan, the old wily veteran of Baltimore baseball talk. While my fastball might not sit at 95 miles per hour anymore, 
We'll get by talking baseball just the same every Saturday morning from 10 to 12. Craig Heist will be co-hosting most weeks, and together, our baseball Rolodexes will provide you, the listeners, with some compelling talk about the national pastime, the teams you like to root for, and all the machinations going on within the 2017 baseball season. That's the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Listen here or see us on Facebook Live. Dads and moms, whether you're ready to accept it or not, it's graduation party season. This time is difficult enough. Don't make it worse by stressing over the party spread. Instead, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square will handle the catering for you. Your graduate would definitely rather have a nugget tray and a gallon of Chick-fil-A sweet tea than another batch of Aunt Judy's famous Swedish meatballs. Get the chick-fil-a.com slash food slash catering to order yours today or stop by 5198 Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center. And while you're at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, try a frosted strawberry lemonade. They're only available for a limited time. Just beautiful. It doesn't suck. Just beautiful. That's one man playing. And he hasn't even gotten into the song yet. Like, this is... Segment number two, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins, what a thrill. Dude, I cannot tell you how much joy this dude has given. He has no idea. Yeah. He, has no, I mean, he probably does at this point, because he's heard from I was a going to of, say, right? on Twitter, every time he comes out, he only it, hears it from millions of wrestling fans. The joy this dude has given us because of his music, and we're nerdy wrestling fans. Who would have ever thought that the greatest joy we get as wrestling fans was from a violinist? Yeah, that eyes on that had to be right. That's amazing. Vegas should have definitely put a bet out. He is the sole violinist, and he is the man that you have seen play Shinsuke Nakamura to the ring. Now joining us here on Jobbing Out is Lee England Jr. Lee, dude, this is such a thrill, man. You have no idea. Like, I was talking to the guys. I'm like, I got this idea. I want to put on the guy that that plays the violin. And they're like, oh, yeah, I want to talk to that guy. And the worst part was, 
uh, he assumed that we would be like, oh, I don't know, he's not really <laughs> part of wrestling. And we're like, as soon as he said it, we're like, uh, absolutely, yeah, that's but, the best idea. I, I think heard. the words were something like, guys, I, I know you know, might not really care. I, I have this guy's number. I really want it, but if you guys don't want, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> holy crap. All right, so let's talk about how did this all, because we know you're a brilliant artist. Like, you're an amazing musician. Um, How did this thing come about with you and Shinsuke and the WWE? Um, Well, it all started with uh, my relationship with Brand Jordan. Um, You know, Brand Jordan has been very generous uh, throughout the years with a lot of people, and uh, they ended up uh, with a relationship with uh, the music director at the WWE, and when in conversation they were talking about, uh, you know, the the theme with the violin in it, and, uh, you know, the, the rep at the Jordan brand brought me up like, hey, you know, we got a violinist. And it was like they both had this, like, aha moment, like, man, we should get him to play, you know, the theme for Nakamura. And, uh, you know, that was basically how it, how it all jumped off. And uh, they brought me into New York for the NXT event and uh, took me to the studio to have me like recut lines so that it would be something that I would actually play, and then they're like, "All right, now go do it." Oh, that's sick. So, so were you a wrestling guy going into this at all, or was this your first real experience with wrestling? Um, I mean, I was a, a wrestling guy like when I was younger, you know. And then, you know, we all go through that like finding out that it, you know that it's not uh, as real as we thought it was. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, so I, I kind of been away from it. But then when I was back, you know, doing uh, the theme and, and being in there in the atmosphere again, I remembered, you know, uh, why it was such a you know a thing that we held on to, like why we loved it so much. And it kind of brought me back to you know my days of of loving wrestling again. You know, what's crazy to me is that like. So I've been trying to learn the guitar, and I'm terrible at it. So my question <laughs> for you is, A, how long did it take you before you realized, yo, I'm pretty dope at this violin? <laughs> and, and B, um, what, I mean, what was, is the... It's what is, been a work in progress, but, uh, you know, I was in college learning the, you know, the whole classical technique, and uh, I was practicing one day, uh, and my little brother, we were roommates, uh, and my little brother heard me play, and he was like, man, you're getting good. And with him, because, I mean, he never would ever, ever tell me anything good. <laughs> Classic you know, little brother. Like, the fact that he had something good to say about it, you know, I was like, I must be all right then. <laughs> and my, my my other question is, what is the note, the chord that you hit, to uh, the final note that, that you hit before Shinsuke comes out? Because I want to learn how to play that on the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's like a gliss, like a glissando. So it's like, uh, I, I, I can't even explain it. It's just like a... You run your hand all the way down like a bunch of notes at one time, so it sounds like one kind of continuous thing. Uh, and the violin gives it that that shrieky kind of guitar sound, you know. Oh, uh, that's sick. See, he's not telling you because he wants to be only. Yeah, job. He's Lee England Jr. is with the zero and jobbing out. Um, Lee, so so take me back to New York. Um, you you meet Shins because one of the, the cool thing about what you guys do is the interaction between you two guys, yeah, and like in, yeah. in, in, in you're performing. But he's like performing with you as he comes out. Like, how much of that did you know was going to happen? Like, where did that come from? That interaction between you two guys? Um, you know, I, I didn't know any of that going into it. You know, I hadn't been watching wrestling in a while. Um, but you know, everybody was so excited about this guy. And uh, you know, in sound check, you know, he wasn't going all the way. And I knew it was I. But I, you know, I, I realized that it was like a, it was very uh, like. Has to be over the top and dramatic, 
So that's why I came up with the whole putting the, the bow from behind my back. And it just became, a you know, this larger-than-life performance um, that, uh, I don't know, it just worked out. You know, we put two performers together. It wasn't really uh, much that we had to talk about. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. do your thing, I do my thing, and it'll come together. You've done some big things in your lives, obviously, but the spotlight hits you in front of a packed uh, arena in Brooklyn. You know, you have, as soon as that spotlight hits, the crowd goes nuts. They realize what they're about to see. What was that moment like for you? Um, well, the the first time, the NXT event, it was crazy because, you know, the, the Barclays Center was sold out. And so when I first walked out onto the platform, it was literally like 16,000 people, like, uh, quiet as a mouse. And I don't think they really knew what to expect the first time I came out. Um, and so for me, it was like, it was just, it was like breathtaking to have that many people, you know, fixed on what I was getting ready to do and quiet, you know, like anticipating every note. In the, I need to know. So I'm a huge music, uh, nerd. Like I love all walks of music. I actually, they are, they know, and this is a shameless plug, but I have an album coming out in September. Um, OTA on the way. OTA on the way. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, the reason I ask is because I want to know, where does Shinsuke Nakamura rank up there with the likes of people you shared the stage with, with Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Stevie Wonder? Mm. You know, that moment was actually like, uh, in my top five. Ooh, wow. that's sick. <laughs> wow. Definitely in my top five, you know. Wow, dude. So, you know, when, when you, when you keep, what's the pressure like now? Now that we've all seen it like a handful of times, what's it like when you get called to do it again? Like, um, you know, SmackDown week in Orlando or the various events you come back for. Do you just say, hey, we'll go out and do the same thing? Or do you feel like we've got to ratchet this up a notch? We got to figure yeah. something else that we can yeah, do. I I'm definitely like, you know, we got to amp it up. And so the second time, you know, when we were in soundcheck uh, with, with me and Nakamura going through the track again, we kind of, you know, really knew what was going to happen between the two of us. And so, uh, you know, I was like, man, maybe we should we should bow. And he was like, yeah, he thought about it for a second. He's like, all right, let's, let's try it a couple times, and then we'll see how it goes. And so uh, he was down for it. And so I think the bow kind of took it over the top for this performance because, you know, the last time it was just kind of like us interacting, but this time he actually stopped and acknowledged me and, you know, as being a part of his entry. And I think that to me, it, it just, that was the addition that it needed was to say, like, you know, I see you, man. I respect you. And it went well the first time. So let me, you know, acknowledge you this time. So I guess what's next seems to be at least, you know, we're looking to the future here. WrestleMania, New Orleans, 80,000 people. Are, are you ready for that? Yeah, man. I, you know what? I, I've actually been uh, going over some ideas with them, uh, telling them different ways to, to take it up or not. And so we'll see if they, you know, if, if they bite on it. But I'm not going to give it away because if it happens, it's yeah. Be well, no, no, we we don't want that. We want yeah. to be yeah, we, the we, moment, we, right? The only thing we want, I want to, I want you to give away is I need to know: Are you going to be at Backlash or no? Nah? Uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> ah, 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 please, please. No, no. So this is so. If WWE, they always listen to us and steal ideas. That's true. Ideas. They do. Yes, yeah, we need the man the there. Time. We need the man there. We next need Lee England Jr. No doubt. Backlash. <laughs> Lee, so, so this is. Look, you're doing your own thing. Your life is like wrestling is such a small part of your life and what you do as a musician, but. Has this taste, and obviously, look, it's been overwhelming. I, I see, and I know you interact with people on Twitter, and you retweet them. You feel that love. Do you find yourself saying, hey, man, I'd like to do more. Like, I'd, if they wanted me to work with somebody else or, or come up with another concept, like, are you in on the idea of being involved a little bit more musically with the WWE? 
I'm I'm totally in because of the fans. Uh, you know, being in New York after I had performed was one of the most amazing experiences because uh, the NXT fans had literally taken over Brooklyn. So anywhere you went, uh, they were there. So I had found myself in like a uh, like a little bar or something like that, and uh, you know I ended up talking to someone. They were doing a podcast, and they're like, "Wait, you're the violinist from the thing last night? Oh my god, this is a special treat!" So you know all the fans would go crazy. We're taking pictures, and so it was just an overwhelming amount of love that I received from them, and that's like, it's, it's undeniable. So, Lee, for people that don't know you, for people that only know you as the guy that walks out with Shinsuke Nakamura, can, <laughs> can you give us some more background on you and what it is that you're doing and, and things like that? Um, well, right now, um, you know, people know me best for being a violinist, but I also produce and I sing and I write songs and I, I've written music for the NFL. Uh, I'm a a brand Jordan ambassador on the violin. Um, and I mean, I'm just, you know, continuing to create music and I, you know, I have an orchestra. So I mean, it's, it's a lot of things that I'm working on right now. It's, you're saying that you're not just that guy. You're, just, right. you're yeah. a little bit more than just the guy that hangs. Not that there's anything wrong with being the guy that hangs out with Shinsuke Nakamura. I, I do that That's full cool time. If I, <laughs> yeah, right. So have, have you, have being, like you said that you grew up around it, has being back around it, like do you end up watching like on a week to week basis? Do you find yourself saying like, hey man, I gotta, I got to see what these guys are up to. I got to see what it is that Nakamura is doing. Uh, I have been watching a little bit more of it because uh, I've been interacting more with Nakamura, like on Twitter and on Instagram and things like that. And so it's like I'm starting to understand that it's, uh, you know, how each uh, each event, like SmackDown and Raw and NXT, how they're all different and how they all merge together. And so it's, it's very interesting to, you know, to be a part of that. Because you know, I, I want to tell them you know to write me into the storyline, so <laughs> I have to know what it is in order to tell them what, you know, how to get me in there. Full time manager. I it's like a good it. point. Like we've been talking about, because there's the little bit of a language barrier. I know Shinsuke can speak some English, but it's not perfect. We've been talking about different ways to like have him more involved. That could be an amazing role for you. It's natural, I'm right? I'm saying cracking someone over the head with a violin would be oh! a great move. Man, <laughs> Definitely. I'm trying to tell you, I would love to do the that. The violinist <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, for sure. <laughs> you know what's crazy is, uh, is um, our buddy Aaron, one of our co-hosts, he's a beautiful man. He's getting married in uh, June. And in June, uh, because he's a wrestling nerd, everybody, we're best men we're not best men we're groomsmen in the wedding yep and everybody gets a wrestling song to be introduced into the reception <laughs> and me being the great man By the way, we am. all fight over who is going to get it we so, all fought so over. i i picked shinsuke nakamura so my yeah, no, question no, no one's beating uh six five three twenty <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so my question is are you going to come and play me into the reception <laughs> so that I can make the grandest entrance of them all? How much would that cost to get you there for my wedding? Hit with a chair or something, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of upstage him or whatever. <laughs> let, let, let's talk off the air about this. <laughs> oh man, that is cool, dude. We are such nerdy fans, man. Like you are awesome. What can we plug for you? Um, I mean, my YouTube, you know, that's where I've been putting up a lot of my videos and things like that. So if people continue to follow me on social media, you know, they'll start to see that, you know, my artistry is, is, uh, even more grand than they, you know, first expected because I get a lot of love from the fans. And so I'm actually going to start doing more of the themes, 
recreated in the way that I would do them. Oh, so, that's cool. That we'll see how that sick. goes. That is really, really cool. At Lee England Jr. or JR on Twitter, and then it's LeeEnglandJr.com as well as you can find out more. And he's also done. You know, not only does he have his original music, he's got his versions of other songs that you know that you can go check out. Yes. This dude <laughs> kicks so much ass. Like, he is unreal. <laughs> Lee, this was awesome, man. We really enjoyed this conversation, and uh, we're going to work on negotiations for getting you to Aaron's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we appreciate We'd love to catch up with you again down the road as you continue to do this stuff, man. Cool, cool, cool. I'm with it. That's awesome. That man. was great. Dude. That was so cool. That was great. I, I was legitimately, like, I was sheepish about, you don't know that I've actually been working on this for a month. For a month. I've been working on trying to get this guy on, and it's probably longer than a month. Like, it probably goes back a while. And I've been working on How did on you this. actually end up pulling the wool over as his eyes? As it turns out, like, I've got a friend of a friend who used to work for his publicist. Or, like, it's, it's like a really convoluted way that I ended up getting around to getting information on him. Um... And I, we we all this boy we've hung out a lot recently. This is real weird. We all went together and saw uh, Guardians of the Galaxy on yeah. Friday night, which was amazing. Because amazing of, because of fucking Baby Groot and but Dave Batista they gave a lot, aka Drax. I was gonna say, stole the fucking show. We, we were talking about Next Champ, Drax for Next Champ. Yeah, I mean that would be really good, dude. They gave a lot to Dave Batista. Drax in this movie. carried the movie. They gave a period. a lot of responsibility to him. Yeah. Drax and Baby Groot are responsible for that movie being was, so funny. It period. was really great. I mean, it was really, really great. Well, in the one scene, if you haven't seen the tape scene, oh, the, you haven't seen the movie yet. The, the tape, the like, tape <laughs> scene. I, it's so piss your fans funny that I can't believe they left it in. The, like, I can't, cause it, it drags on, you know it, what I mean? It like, it seems like it shouldn't be funny. Like, that's the thing. It's they, they, amazing! They, they showed like a little clip of it, I was like, okay, are they really yeah, doing this? Right? Like, oh, okay. It's incredible. It's piss your pants funny. So the movie was great, but as we were leaving the movie, um, and, and we were all getting ready to part for the evening, I, we started talking about, hey, when are we doing the show this week, and what are we doing? And I said, alright, this is a wild card. You guys, hear me out on this one. Alright? <laughs> Meanwhile, I, and I didn't even tell him how long I've been trying. I was like, I undersold it. I'm like, I know it's gonna, it's gonna sound, I, I got a friend and they, they pitched this idea to me. It's the guy that, that, that plays the violin for Shinsuke Nakamura. I know you might not, and this is what I get back. Oh, uh, yeah! <laughs> that sounds like an amazing idea. Yeah. <laughs> and it was even better than I realized. Yeah. Be. That yeah, you, you never killer. know. Like sometimes, especially musicians, they tend to be a little bit introverted, especially with Dude, the, my that, God, he was awesome. That was killer, man. And it really is just so joyous. Like it, I watch that clip. Like I know we all do. We all have YouTube clips that we like go back to, and YouTube says, "Do you want to watch, watch this, this again?" again. Yep. And you're like, "Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. You're right, YouTube. You know me very well. I'm gonna lose 20 minutes tonight." Because I'm going to watch that again and just have a big-ass smile on my face. Yes. And that's the way that I feel. He was right about that. I had forgotten about that the second time you came out and they did the bow. The bow was really cool. That, thinking back to it, man, yep. that was a really cool thing. It was thing. really, really cool. And that's a really... I hadn't thought about the idea of all of having him be like a manager for Shinsuke to help with the language barrier thing. That would be awesome. That would kick some ass. So cool. Really enjoyed that. Um, Lee England Jr., go support him and uh, give him some love. All right, now, on to SmackDown. Let's talk about Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura was there this week, uh, which we like. Uh, big fan of that. Uh, the segment, you know, I I, I loved did, it. I loved it. I loved it, too. I, I got to tell you, I didn't know. I thought he spoke as well as I've heard him speak. He absolutely did. 
Um, which which he, was he still had the mouthpiece. That, in. That's so dumb. I yeah, that. it's not. It's not but great. I, I thought it was a complete. You know, we had a lot of questions coming out of the. the oh, last I forgot. Segment. I wanted to ask Lee England Jr. Does uh, does Shinsuke keep the mouthpiece in twenty four seven? If he does, then, <laughs> then it's it okay. Explains yeah. things a little bit more, right? <laughs> like the guy literally can't function if he doesn't yeah. have the mouthpiece, and you're like, well, I'll give him a pass. But I I thought this segment was put together perfectly. I thought that you know what Ziggler said, you know, it didn't it didn't make Nakamura. I thought that the last time he was out, Ziggler was on the verge of making Nakamura look a little bad. It was the exact opposite time. Look great, the the knees at the end. And I thought for all the shit that like. JBL and the commentary team gets at times, they really added to that segment. They made Nakamura feel like a big deal. When they started to fight, they brought up that the most dangerous striker in the game, you know. Yes. JBL talks about the goosebumps he get. Like they made Nakamura feel like a really big deal and all of a sudden I feel like there were some people who maybe hadn't seen him you know, seen him before he showed up on SmackDown, they were questioning him. And I thought that answered a lot of the questions about why you should be excited about this guy. I thought it was a near perfect segment. It was fantastic. Right. And, the, and and they you said it two weeks ago, Glenn. You talked about how keeping him off would Keep the song they fresh. They want it to be big. They no, want when it. he came out in front of that London crowd, because yeah. you know London always sings along. They, right, they make course. up their own fucking songs. Yes. When he came out in They're front of that... They're still Fandangoing. <laughs> They're still all in on Fandango. <laughs> they absolutely yeah. are. Uh, when, when he Fandangoing. came out... Yeah, sorry. sorry. When he came out and they started singing, If I Got Chills. Yeah, that's what they want. They like, want it to be that when you get that... Lee, Eng- Lee England Jr. better be there at Backlash. Right? Oh, my God. He better. The fact that he wouldn't answer makes me think he is. Makes me feel I, good I about think, yeah. yeah, that I he was told, dude, now, you can't say if, anything. If you, t- if you tell me that after Backlash he only shows up for the big pay-per-views, I have no problem yeah, with that. Yeah, but this is the first one. this is the first pay-per-view yeah, you got to have yeah, him there. you think that you got to have him there. Yeah, I'm good with him only being there for, you know, SummerSlam and... You know, unless they have a role for him the way that we talked about. But if it's just going to be for playing in, that you want to keep that fresh as, as possible, too. No, I think it's very clear. They see that as exactly what you're talking about, AJ, which is they want the hairs on your arm to stand up when Shinsuke Nakamura comes out. They want it to be a, a chilling type of moment. And that's why they're going to, I think, be protective of it. Because I think they view that as being something that people, like that moment alone is why you're coming to the shows. That moment alone is why you have to get tickets yes. because you want to experience that. So I agree. All right. Um, as Jinder. Look Jin- great. Jinder keeps looking great. Look great. He's been done nothing but look great. For and I think month. he's still going to job out to Randy, but yeah, I, again, he's yes. at the point right now where it is believable we for keep, him to be We the talked about that last week. I, they haven't gotten it to where there's doubt in your mind about it. What they've done, which is remarkable, is made it so that if it were to happen, you no longer think this is a sham, this is an atrocity. You think... He's a viable champion. Yes. And again, you still don't think it's going to happen. There's still no word, especially considering the fact that if Rusev is waiting in the wings, you're probably not going to have Rusev face Jinder Mahal. No, but because there is that backstory with the two of them, they were teaming. Like, you could maybe not necessarily have them one-on-one, but a triple threat match. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's maybe, potentially maybe, viable, maybe. I'm saying. It's still very difficult for anybody to believe that they're going with Jinder Mahal. But, again, there's a big difference between struggling to believe that versus... Where they were, were a month ago, which is he is the bottom of the bottom. Right. This is It's been a remarkable job that they've here's, done with Jinder. Of course. If they had started this back in February, like, started not necessarily pushing uh, him to the top... Uh, I, I'm going to say, if they started back in February, where would we be right now with Jinder? If he hadn't literally the week before uh, being the number one contender, if he hadn't jobbed in two minutes to Mojo, 
where, where like could we be at a legitimate not just we were we're kind of we get it, it Aaron no, you I, wanted them to start it sooner well, you say that every week well, if they would have started it sooner yes. it'd be more believable we yes. know okay Aaron. Here's my God. other question. If they can do this in a month, why I the fuck can't they get Rusev over? They 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 have got Rusev over multiple times. Well, they had uh, Rusev over the first time, and the the scene they got him really over, hurt them. They got him over when he took the belt, the U.S. title back last right. year. But but I, but what, I mean, I think that I, as the U.S. champ last year, he was over. I, you can't say that he wasn't. I, he, it's not that he wasn't over. I you still can't think, say that he was. No, Aaron's making a face trying to say right, he wasn't. I, well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that he's I'm, not. He's I, not he's world never, title credible. He has never been the same since the scene yes. of stuff period he has not been the same since the scene of stuff because they did that so piss poorly that was and honestly that was the worst of the scene and then and then, fo- the and then followed it up with that doll stuff right correct they really handled that piss poorly now that all being said you can get rusev over and i think if they really invested in rusev look they clearly invested in jinder mahal let's make this very clear right. yes this was not it they invested in we're going to spend our time to make this work if they did the same thing with rusev they could get rusev back and I mean, they, they would do it, they could do it in a week. They, it, and they better. <laughs> like they, there's no excuses anymore. After we see this with Jinder. Well, I, look, I, I think it's disappointing that they haven't done that with Rusev because I think we all agree that Rusev is amazing. I don't think there's anybody on this panel that thinks that Rusev is anything other than tremendous and, and an unbelievable athlete, an outstanding performer, and someone that they should invest a lot in. So, you know, if, if they envision him as trying to be a credible threat to the championship, yeah, I would imagine that. I, I don't really, I, it, this is a weird thing. I guess what I'm struggling with is, and we've suggested this before, are they are they trying to protect everyone? Is this what this is about? Like, they want to protect every portion of the week. We keep talking about all these various things that exist now on SmackDown. That Like, I have to tune in for what's AJ Styles going to do, and I have to tune in for what's Kevin Owens going to do, and I have to tune in for what's Nakamura going to do, that they need to keep all of them away from the championship, that everything else... That, that we're tuning in for from a week-to-week basis. They feel as though keep that away from the title picture for as long as possible because now you know it's like we have four headliners on the show. Now it's like we have four. Yeah. You have to watch for the entirety of the two hours because in one segment you're going to get Nakamura. I, I think they're keeping, well, they're obviously keeping Kevin Owens away because he has the U.S. title. And I think that they're keeping Shinsuke away because Shinsuke just debuted and I don't think they're going to rush. I think they're learning yeah, from no what... no problem rushing Finn Balor. That's my yeah. point, is that I don't think they're going to rush him like they did Finn. I okay. think yeah. I think that... Th- I said it fucking after the shakeup. I said that the match at SummerSlam is going to be Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. for the U.S. Again, title. I already, yeah. I've I, already jacked off the idea six <laughs> yeah. times, AJ. My, you don't have to give it to me again. And my thing is that I think that every week I'm j- I just feel better about that. Every week. No, I hear you. But, that, think, but at least that I'm talking about the two of them will intertwine, right? Like the, Yeah, the, but the because I'm saying, I'm saying those two will be off away from the heavyweight title because of that. But still, Leaving, what I'm saying is right now what they're doing is like none of these guys, none of the guys that you're tuning in, the, the three guys that you're tuning into SmackDown. The three top guys on SmackDown, right, are at the moment AJ, Nakamura, and Kevin Owens. Yeah. You're tuning in every week to see what those three guys are doing. Yeah. Not only are those three guys away from the championship, they're away from each other. So that you have four must-watch segments yeah. yep. every week on SmackDown. You have to see what Kevin Owens is going to do. You have to see what Nakamura is going to do. You have to see what it is that AJ Styles is going to do. And because it's the championship, you have to see the championship segment as well. So they've created four kind of must-watch segments by keeping them away, not just from the championship, but from each other. You, you want to talk about David and Goliath. I don't think there's anything more David and Goliath than Rusev taking the title belt off of Randy Orton and it being AJ Styles versus Rusev for the title at SummerSlam. 
I mean, I got no beef with uh, yeah, that. I mean, yeah, they're the it, two it, guys it, that it, I think it, are yeah. amazing. It, it, so, it, it, yeah, right? You know, I don't necessarily... Uh, I have a feel. If I had to bet right now, I'd say Baron Corbin is the one eventually taking it off of Randy Orton. But I, w- I would too, but right now Baron Corbin's fighting Sami Zayn. Well, I know, but that's and why Rusev's I... coming back immediately in the right. But, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that he's going to win it there. I could see Orton carrying it to SummerSlam, and that's your SummerSlam match yeah. there. Orton Corbin. I, I don't know if I'd Orton agree with that. I, I don't know if I agree Styles with it, but they're going to be they're the protecting title. Corbin. I think AJ Styles is I in the title probably, match. At, I I at think Summer you Storm. can't you can't. They, they've done too much work to establish him as the top face on yeah, the card. Yeah, I agree. Now, if you want to say, I mean, but, but then you're buying into it's just it's me seeing what they've done with Rusev, seeing how I mean, they agree with take, Rusev, and and my, I don't. My initial response was was. AJ Styles as a challenger versus Baron Corbin as the champ. So at this point, I literally just yeah, flip flop Baron Corbin and Rusev. I think, I think there's but too much money. I think in, that there's yeah, exactly. There's too much money yeah. in Styles Orton. I agree with that. I think that AJ Styles versus whoever is probably the most just, anticipated. The, the only reason I don't buy Styles Orton is it, it just seems like they are fairly intent on keeping Orton as a face based on yeah. who, who they're lining up as and, their challenger. And they like to book SummerSlam as a WrestleMania, and we got Styles Orton at SmackDown two weeks, two months ago. Well, yeah, but I don't think that doesn't mean it's not a credible Styles Orton is. I mean, you're right, but I'm just it was, saying it was pre Mania, so I think that you can get away yeah, with I, it. I understand the argument about you know is it's it's tricky to. Um... They they just seem to be protecting so many people right now. That that's the interesting thing is they are they do seem to be protecting and at least positioning. My, my big, a my bunch big of thing is people. I think there's no way you can keep AJ Styles out of the title match at SummerSlam, and because of that. You could just make it a monster match by having a Randy Orton AJ Styles. Yeah. But what, or you, what you could do is, Randy Orton doesn't need the title. Well, and, and Randy I, Orton I'm versus, all for that. I said Randy Orton versus Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam, and right. that's a yeah. massive match. I, no, that's a huge I, match. I, I'm all for that. <laughs> I just I don't necessarily, I, I have trouble seeing that from WWE. That's the only thing. I'd love it. I, I think you're right. I think if, if it's AJ Styles You also didn't up, think they could get gender over as a credible. <laughs> <laughs> and he pissed, and he got bit, and he bitched about Dolph Ziggler in the championship. That's yeah, right, exactly. So, again, please allow this to be your reason that started. Aaron is simply the worst. Fucking Dolph Ziggler getting the title shot at SummerSlam, and Aaron's like, that yeah, fucking yeah, sucks. I'm like, it's Dolph Ziggler, you asshole. And again, if they've given a little oh, more time. Stop you know, it. Um, women's picture. You, I thought. Oh, was, the women's I, picture. I thought they okay. did a pretty good job of that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I don't like about it is that it points to a pay-per-view with no women's title match. It is, well, there yeah. is a pay-per-view with yeah, no women's yeah, title match. right. But that's, I mean, I think that's necessary for Naomi. It's clear Naomi's going to drop the belt to either Charlotte or whoever's dropping the belt to Charlotte. Right. Which would, so I think it's either going to go straight Naomi. I mean, at first I all, I said it a couple weeks ago, I thought it was going to go Naomi, drops it to Natalia, and Natalia drops it at SummerSlam to Charlotte. Mm. That's what I, that's mm. what I thought it was going to be. I still be. like that. It's a great idea. Yeah. However, the way Charlotte was a face, but she wasn't right. really all, a face. All three are, like, any of those, one of those three are going to turn, and it could be any of the three. If you told me Naomi turned, I could buy it. I, don't, I could buy I it, don't, too. Naomi's the one, only one I couldn't, because they finally got people behind the field of glow. I don't think, I think it's too quick to pull on yeah, that. Yeah, but I don't know if they see as much money in that as they do in Charlotte as a face. I think they That's, look at... Yeah, but you can still turn Becky in that way. I think they see more money in no, field I, of glow I, than I, Becky. And I would, I would, Becky would be the one that I would. Yeah. I've said before, I would turn Becky heel, because I think that you've got the, the, the most to gain But they've, from that. they've positioned it where, credibly, any of them could. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, any of those three could work, and I think it gets you there. Um, then the tag title picture, first oh of all. Oh my god! Oh my god! Give the fashion police all the monies! All <laughs> the monies! Drop. <laughs> all the monies! Fandang, uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze are fucking gold. This week's edition of the Fashion Files was even better than the first week. 
when they randomly found the Ascension in the closet screaming, I literally almost pissed my pants. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It was really great. The old foggy apple. (laughs) (laughs) Gold. I'm too old for this suit. It was really good. Oh, it my was God. really good. So great. So great. And you know what's even crazier than that? Is not only was the Fashion Files London edition, a uh, special London edition. Right, where they show like Holmes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not only was that the a fantastic segment, but then to have them go out, look great, win a match after a fantastic segment, and then have the Usos come out and do a hell of a promo. I am I am so excited. The Usos hadn't been on it was SmackDown yep. television in yep. what two weeks? Yep. It was a hell of a segment that they put together between the 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 Brizongo segment, uh, pre-tape segment, the match, and then the Usos coming out at the end with the twelve days. Oh my god! Yep, it, it was, was great. It, it was, was great. fantastic. It was really. I'm great. so excited. I think. I'm saying it now. I think well, the new Usos day, the new day video game thing was amazing. Was amazing. The whole it's, amazing. So there's so much I amazing. Th- only reason I don't think Breezango is going to win the title, even though they've been fantastic, is because the New Day's coming back eventually. Yeah, I and, hear you. But and, does, does the New Day have to win the title? I was going to say no until this that video game thing. Yeah. They were all tag teams that they were looking that's at. True. So that's true. So that's like, I assume that uh, Uso's New Day at SummerSlam is very logical to me. I think that's a great feud that you could build to that point. Um, I think there's enough time that when New Day comes back, they don't have to immediately become in the title picture, but they can be, they can literally not be in the title picture in July. Right. And then it's, um, for the July pay-per-view, and then as soon as Money in the Bank's over, Usos, New Day. Yeah. Title match at SummerSlam, and it works. I'm all in. I'm all in. And the, if you'd have said fucking a year ago, Usos versus New Day at SummerSlam for the tag team titles, both of you would have been like, ah, oh, that's stale. Well, I don't want to see it anymore. To some extent, I, but I'm still going to say the same thing that I say all the time. You know how I feel about this. Yeah. My New Day feelings are not about the New Day. It's about what I think these guys could be doing. Yeah. And I, I'll stand by that. I have no problem with it being the New Day and the Usos. I'm all in. But I also know there's a lot going on in the tag division. There's a lot of good there. There's still American Alpha who they've completely fucked up. I mean, they've just, for all the praise yeah. that we've given, they have fucked American Alpha, which yeah. is insane. Because they got away from what, what made American Alpha so over in NXT was just come out 15, and have 15 minute matches, out matches and five minute funny promos in the back. Right. Yes. And they haven't given them an opportunity Correct. to do either one. So uh, my b- argument would still be, you can do more with the New Day yeah. than just having them do that. Yeah. And you've got plenty of tag teams that can keep me interested here's, here's in the tag the problem, division. The, the only issue with that is this. Um, there are a bunch of tag teams that are very interesting. But even with the tag team division being great the last couple months, like... The Usos have been champs and off of TV, like not on TV, I, I, multiple times. I agree. And because of that, when New Day comes back, they sell merch, bro. When New Day comes back, I, they I are going to get understand. 15 minutes every week. I understand that, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't. This is, is none no, of that. No, but my point, right. my point is because of that, they kind of have to be in the tag team picture. I, I guess. I would like to think they could because have a way if, to do if both. Because if you got to, how? you got to find but Sean for Shinsuke. Shinsuke. And you that's the find... problem, is, is keeping everybody you in the own I think actually bubble. this helps. It, one, if Big E was working with Kevin Owens while a healthy Xavier Woods, and we got to get to that, obviously, a healthy Xavier you mean Woods. Kofi Kingston? Or a healthy, yeah, a healthy Kofi Kingston Not and Xavier Woods. guys with long hair looking Shut up. Um, the two of them, I, I remember I thought that Xavier Woods was given an injury uh, just to get him off TV for a little <laughs> while after. Um, it also wasn't Xavier Woods getting it. 
injured. I know he didn't get injured. I'm aware of that. He, he I was trying to make a joke I'm that wasn't based in reality. They, all right, yeah. Anyway, the moral of all saying. of this story is that 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 if you have three of them, that one of them could be working a main picture storyline, and the other two could still be in the tag division. We've been but, saying but, this for over a year, but, though. And that and I I feel you, and that should be what they do, and I think it could have worked very well on Raw. But right now on SmackDown, there's just too much. There's too, you can't, I know there's a lot going on. I don't think that you can find a way to get New Day three separate segments while also finding time for Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura. I I hear you. It's a bummer. Randy Orton. I I got you. It's only two hours. I know. I know. It's only two hours. The tag teams. It's just a bummer. It's just a bummer to me. I would like to think that they'd be able to do all that. That's all. All right. Anything else we need to cover from SmackDown? We good? Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, we've done a lot already and we still have a Hall of Famer to join us. Greg the Hammer Valentine is coming to Primal Conflict Wrestling. We love those guys, and we're going to talk to him next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Hey, KZ here, Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show with Sarita, the NFL chick. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Every Sunday, 10 to noon... We talk about mostly football. Yes. We, we talk about the college game. We talk about the NFL game. We will throw in sports, local sports, some Orioles, some Terps. If there's an important story around the country, we'll throw that in. But our heart, our soul, of course, is football. Baltimore sports. Baltimore sports. In general. Do a little bit DC. We got to give them some love sometimes. Uh, I guess. Sundays, <laughs> Sundays, ten to noon. Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show. The latest edition of Pressbox is available now. On the cover, Kevin Eck looks into the deep connection. Former Ravens and Terps receiver Tory Smith shares with the city of Baltimore. Plus, Baltimore celebrities share their favorite seats, Camden Yards, to celebrate the ballpark's 25th birthday. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 World Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Orioles, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Hey, it's Nick Ashew. It's Tim Murray. And we're back now with PressBox Online every Tuesday. Game time with Tim and Nick. So, similar name. Very similar name. A lot of the same content. Well, we'll change that content up, you know. We'll stay with the times, obviously. But we're still going to yell at each other. Oh, I'll push your buttons whenever we want. You always do. We're like an old married couple. Every Tuesday, subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud, PressBox Online, Game Time with Tim and Nick. Find Game Time under the podcast tab at PressBoxOnline.com or on iTunes and SoundCloud. Now through May 31st, Full Circle Tire and Auto is running a special to support the Joppa Town Lions achieve their dreams of helping the community receive free eye exams for people ages 6 months and up. Full Circle Tire and Auto is giving away free brake pads with all brake repairs. Again, you only pay the labor and 10% of all repairs will be donated. A set of four new tires means $30 donated to the Joppa Town Lions to help them achieve their dreams. That's at Full Circle Tire and Auto, 1304 Governor's Court, Unit 110 in Abingdon. You can give them a call, 410-676-CARS. That's 410-676-2277. Or find them on Facebook by searching Full Circle Tire and Auto. It's where I take my vehicle when I need repairs. Full Circle Tire and Auto, give them a call today.
back in here. Third and final segment. It is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, the main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. What a thrill to bring in now a Hall of Famer. He is headed to Harper's Ferry Sunday, May 21st. That's a week from this Sunday for Primal Conflict Wrestling's Fire Away. An absolute thrill to welcome Greg the Hammer Valentine into jobbing out. Greg, it's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. You bet, man. No doubt. Let's do it. Let's do it. No doubt. Hey, man, you know, this is such an area that's uh, that's rich in wrestling history between D.C. and Baltimore, and you're going out to Harper's Ferry, which is not far from either one of us. Um, can, can you give me an idea of just any memories that you have of working this area and, and how hot this area was for you during the heyday of your career? Well, I remember the old Capitol Center that was down in the ground over there, you know. That, <laughs> yeah. That was... <laughs> I don't know. Is it still there? Did they still? Oh, yeah, it's been gone for a little bit. (laughs) I remember that great, great wrestling town. Also, uh, of course, Baltimore Arena. Is that still there? That must still be. Yeah, it's still there. there. Surprisingly, yeah, (laughs) it actually is. But we always had sold out crowds. It wasn't just the WWF, but the. WCW or NWA came up there, so I mean they were supporting two big wrestling uh, promotions, and you know it was—it's always been a great, great area. I lost a championship there, so I can remember that. So in 1986, I lost a championship, but I regained another one in Philadelphia. So, but it's great fans, and I—I I love the Baltimore area. So I love that little Italy area. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody. It seems like every every time the boys come to town, it seems like a trip to Sabatino's was usually in order. Is that? Did you make a yeah, stop? I, at Sab- I, me and Flair started that. You know, <laughs> told the guys where to go, and, and WWF and, and NWA guys, and everybody went to Little Italy. Yeah, no doubt. What What are your best? Some of your best stories for uh, anything that you can say? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you got anything that you can actually share with us from being there? Oh, at the, uh, in Little Italy? Yeah, yeah. being out. Oh, just, you know, I don't know any, any significant stories, okay. but they just pigged out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact, <laughs> I love the fact, you know, we get out, uh, of wrestling at 10, 11 o'clock and there's nowhere to eat a lot of times, so, and you don't want to go back to the hotel, so it was just a lot of good times and, and we, you know, four or five of us would always go down there, and it was a great time. Greg the Hammer Valentine. We were talking about it off air. We were talking about how the Hammer is probably one of the best monikers that has ever been put on anyone. In, in, in any sport. In any in sport. Any, yeah, right? Any walk of life. Who is responsible for coming up with Greg the Hammer Valentine? Well, I know there's a few hammers in other sports out there, but uh, I've only... I've been the only one in wrestling, and, and the reason why I got that name was I used to I used to uh, punch the guys really hard. I'd bend them over the bend them over the top rope from the outside and give them that big old smack. And, and the guys down at WRAL Channel Five and Raleigh started that. Here comes the hammer, and then it just became Greg the Hammer Valentine. It was a it's a great nickname, and and. Uh, you know, plus the elbow that I dropped, a lot of people thought 
Oh, that looks like Arm and Hammer. So you know, it was all good. <laughs> That's cool, no doubt, man. Hey, Greg, you know you've you've obviously uh, been away from from WWE and, and main television for a little while, but we've still seen you pop up a few times. How much do you get response? Like when you when you come out to an event like this this weekend at Harper's Ferry, do you still feel like the the love that you felt from the fan base, even dating back twenty, thirty years ago at this point? Well, you know, memorabilia is big and autographs is big right now, and history is big in wrestling. And I do a lot of events all over the country, not just wrestling events, but uh, comic cons and wrestling conventions. And these people just turned out turned out by the flock. You know, there's just thousands of them coming up, and and it's like the older I get, the more people. Remember me, or oh wow, you're still alive, you're still going, you're still getting in the ring. I mean, you know, it's it's all good. You know, they, you know, it, it's uh, it's amazes me because everybody still remembers all the DVDs, of course, and the YouTube and the Google and everything, and, and all the the other thing, the WWE Network. You know, it keeps it keeps you on the television, even though you're not on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. You know? you know, when people think about you, especially the late '70s, early '80s, they think of you as one of the most despicable figures in all of wrestling. <laughs> what was it like to be a heel in that era? Oh, it was great. You know, I mean, I had to dodge a lot of bullets, and not literally. But <laughs> I mean, you know, I. Rick Flair, when we were down to Carolinas, he goes, Valentine will be driving his big Cadillac. Look out for him. And then I go to the arena and leave, and people are throwing stuff at my car. And, you know, <laughs> say, thanks, Rick Flair. And, uh, and make him drive his Cadillac the next time. But, yeah, it's, it's uh, and the blonde hair and everything, and we kind of started that. And, uh, and when you go through an airport, you know, I, luckily I still have all my hair, so I, I basically look the same, except a little older, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kept me in the spotlight, even though I'm not in the spotlight, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I gotta ask, we got you on here, you're a Hall of Famer, I have to ask, initial feeling when you broke Wahoo's leg? Mm. Well, he was an ex-football player too, New York <laughs> Jets, and, oh my God, who else did he play for? Uh, Eric Wahoo was a great and tremendous wrestler, and I used to watch him wrestle my dad, Johnny Valentine, in Texas, and I'd watch him just beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> and and then, lo and behold, all of a sudden, I'm back, and I'm wrestling Wahoo, where my dad should have been. Of course, he got crippled in plane crash. And Wahoo told the promoters he wanted to wrestle me, and he beat me to death, and he, he used to tell everybody that he beat me tough because finally one time I just got tired of it and hit him as hard as I could in the head, and he went down on one knee, and I go, oh, my God, I actually knocked down Wahoo McDaniel. But the figure four leg lock did get to him. I did break his leg, and I used to wear a shirt named, it had a shirt on the front said, printed, I broke Wahoo's leg. The promoter actually told me to do that. I thought, this is really goofy, but you know what? It wasn't goofy. Uh, it worked. Everybody still remembers that. That's amazing. Hey, WWE brought it up. You had uh, the Revival wearing an I broke Kofi leg right, uh, a right. couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah. 
No doubt. That's... Yeah, I broke Strombo's leg and all that kind of stuff. I broke Tito's leg. <laughs> he is, of course, the great Greg the Hammer Valentine. Fire Away is the event Sunday, May 21st, Harper's Ferry KOA. You can get your tickets right now, primalconflictwrestling.com. Greg, whenever we have a Hall of Famer on, a uh, question we'd like to ask is, is who's a guy that isn't in the Hall of Fame that it bugs you, it irks you a little bit, and that you would campaign if somebody came to you and said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll put one guy in, you tell us who it is, who would it be for you? Wow, that's a hard question. There's a couple of guys that, that are waiting in the wings, so to speak, like Bruce Buchek. Yeah. Uh, he was my partner, and we were tag team champions, and, uh, you know, he, he did a real good job on his own, too. Uh, there's another guy, uh, Rugged Ronnie Garvin. Anybody mm-hmm. know him? Yep. You know, he's big, tough, not a big guy, six foot, but just a tough as nails guy. He used to call him Handlestones. Uh, you know, honky tonk man, just because of the gimmick, you know? Yeah. And the guy drew a lot of money, honky tonk man. Absolutely. Did. That, that yeah, he's an ex partner of mine too. So yeah, <laughs> right. We got to get all of the partners. Yeah, right. no, that's what a good friend no, does. You know, is he gets all his boys there, there. But you know, I gotta have gotta have my partners in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, a question I like to ask Hall of Famers when they come on the show is, where were you when you got the call, and you found out you were going to be in the Hall of Fame, and what was your initial reaction? I was in. Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, Athletes International uh, Convention. And it's actually, a, you know, it's a religious convention. It's Baptist and stuff like that. And I'm sitting out there, and, and uh, it was an odd place to get the call. I'm sitting out in the sun, and, and it was just a man that actually called me to ask me, you know, told me what their ideas was, and, and I, I thought, super. <laughs> my prayers have been answered I was out there at the Athletes International Convention so uh, my prayers have been answered so 2004 that was a great year for me in, in, in the garden at Wrestlemania 20 yeah. uh, fabulous it was fabulous you know when you were a wrestler you're, one of your big moves that was sold as like the most legitimate move ever was an elbow drop. You retired guys with it. It was made out to be devastating. You go on to a show like you're going on PCW, and people are doing all sorts of crazy moves. Like, what, what's your thought process in the, the way that wrestling's evolved and when you see guys hitting elbow drops for a one count? Well, they're not doing it right. And number two, <laughs> uh, I don't watch too much of the new stuff because it really hurts me. It's like watching a uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, you know. It hurts to watch it. But, uh, <laughs> Ooh, you have no... Aaron's a Tampa Bay Bucs fan. Aaron's a huge Bucs fan, and he just... That cut real, Aww. real, Craig. <laughs> he, he just dropped me but with one of those elbows right there. Well, there's so much talent, and they screw it up, you know. But, I mean, uh, there's a lot of talent on Monday Night Raw nowadays, but it's, it's hard to watch because it's too much... Uh, it's not enough wrestling. It's too much running around. And, uh, they ought to dro- practice dropping more elbows and grabbing, grabbing a guy's arm and hold on to it instead of just running and 
all that kind of stuff that they do. I, I don't know why they do it. It's not, it's not pure wrestling. Well, is there anyone right now that you enjoy watching, Greg? Is there is there a performer today that you say, hey, this this guy, he he gets it. He could work in any era. Well, yeah. Well, the Big Show, and he's a friend of mine. The, the Big Giant. He's guy, a damn good one. Yeah. <laughs> Future Hall. And then there. Randy Orton. Okay. I know his father. I knew his grandfather. And uh, me and Bob Orton ran around a lot together. And and. Uh, Randy's just, you know, he's third generation. It's just grown into him, and and uh, he, he's he's a, a real good wrestler. There's some some other guys that, that do good, like the Wyatt family. It's a bizarre yeah. bizarre thing they got going, but they're they're interesting to watch. <laughs> of course, of course, John Cena. You know, he got a, you know, he's there with all these accolades and WrestleMania that are uh, champions are. 15 times, you gotta hand it to him. You know, th- those are the guys that, you know, that I, that I know of, that I, that I like their, their talent and their style. My last question for you, Greg, is, uh, how, you said you ran around a lot with, uh, Cowboy Bob. How right. did, did he not ever fire his doctor? Cause, <laughs> because the bone just never set in that cast. And it was years the man spent in the cast. How did he not? How how are you as a friend allowing him to keep going to that doctor? <laughs> I think I think it was a little prolonged so he could knock people out with a cast. <laughs> it took like you said, it took forever to heal, unless he kept breaking it again. But I, I think he it was a gimmick for him. Pretty good, AJ. Pretty good. Good, not bad. Good not all right, he is the That's great. like my shin guard that I put on for figure four, you know. <laughs> and enhanced the figure four, just like that cast enhanced his, his uh, forearm when he nailed somebody. No you know? question. Absolutely. No question. All right, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, again, fire away Sunday, May 21st, one week from this Sunday at the Harper's Ferry KOA, which is an awesome place, and PCW puts on amazing shows. Um, including, uh, he's wrestling in a, uh, three on three, uh, tag match with, uh, Big Sean Stud on the other side of things. So we love around here and obviously is a legacy himself. Greg, is there anything else that we can, uh, uh, plug for you? Are you on social media anywhere? Website? Anything like that? No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I don't do Facebook and I don't do social media. You ain't gotta apologize to us. It's alright. <laughs> Life yeah. would be if way easier. Gets, I get you, brother. I get you. <laughs> Hey Greg, this this was a thrill, man. We really enjoyed this conversation. We can't wait to see you out there next Sunday at PCW. And again, anybody thank you guys who wants tickets, primalconflictwrestling.com. Thanks, Greg. Thank you guys. All right, bye bye. Very cool. Uh, very very cool. Greg the Hammer Valentine, a Hall of Famer. Again, go see a PCW next weekend. All right, let's uh, wind things down for this week by getting into a quick count. Three Great show so far. It's been all, this has been, uh, we almost don't want to jinx this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just stop. <laughs> just stop now. We're, call we're it a perfect yep. show. There we go. Right? And just be you done with it. You never talk about can... a perfect show while you're on oh, the show. Oh, you blew it. I screwed you it up. Well, we know what this third segment is going to be like. Just complete nonsense what from this point. Train wreck so if we you want to turn it off at this point, we, you know, we uh. understand completely. All right. Lot to do. What? What is that? No, oh, it's my computer, I guess. And just like Some that. Website. Yeah, I told you I was going to ruin the perfect show. Oh, damn it.
You fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. You know what's amazing is we could go back and edit all this out and still have a perfect show, but, but we, we won't. won't. We are true. We are we are real people here. We do not cover as up you, our mistakes. As you hear in the past, when we've sometimes made questionable edits, <laughs> we might have to put AJ in charge of editing in the future. There have been times where, like, I've, I, you know, one of us has edited the show and we've accidentally left in like five seconds of conversation between a guest and when we started recording the next thing. Right? Like, it's not good. All right, uh, let's get into a quick cap. Three stories that we haven't talked about that we should talk about before we wrap things up. We always allow Aaron to go off the reservation for number one. Aaron, what you got for us this week? Well, we got a uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up here. It'll be the first big show since WrestleMania weekend. And it's a good one because it's uh, part of their War of the Worlds uh, tour. So right. Japan's in town. Uh, the... The, uh, the the first one, excuse me. I, I was looking at the card. Now Aaron's fucked it up, too. I Everyone has fallen apart. So good. It was so good. Oh, right up to the back of the Valentine. We were killing it. And then you jinxed You it. guys didn't even know that we had phone issues with Lee England earlier, because we had edited them all out. We had killed it. Oh, oh damn. damn. Damn, damn, damn. Anyway, the main event. Uh, damn. <laughs> Title match, Daniels defends against uh, Cody and Jay Lethal. Ooh, pretty good that's match pretty there. pretty good match, yeah. You got uh, TV title line, Marty Skrull, Matt Seidel, even though Matt Seidel's over on TNA already, so that's a little interesting that situation weird, yeah, going right? on right now, because yeah, I guess he signed with both simultaneously, or signed for a four-week deal, and then TNA signed him, so right. he could do both. Of course, you remember Matt Seidel is the former Evan Bourne. Indeed, so that should be a great match tag. Uh, Young Bucks against uh, LIJ. Naito and Bushi. You got, I mean, crazy matches all up and down. Tanahashi against Adam Cole. You got, uh, oh, let's say, it, say it correctly. Adam Cole, baby! Thank you very much. Of course. Four much. corner match, Kushida, Dalton Castle, Bobby Fish, Silas Young. Nice. Doesn't suck. Yeah, you got, uh, a great we corner. saw Bobby got, Fish at, uh, what culture when we were down in yeah, Orlando? That, yeah. No, that was great. Uh, Goto and Rapongi Vice against Bully Ray and the Briscoes for the ROH six man tag okay. title match. Okay. Got, uh, I mean, Will Ospreay. Wait, they have a six, oh, I did know they had a six man. Never yeah, mind. they, they had that, that yep. a few. And, I, I didn't uh, current that. champs are Bully Ray and the Briscoes. Yep. You know, doesn't suck as a tag no, team. No, it doesn't. Right there. The Briscoes no, are definitely one team that if you'd have told me three years ago when the NXT started actually taking people from other yeah. shows that they were like, oh, who you think's going to be on there? You, the Young Bucks and the Briscoes were two that I knew would be on NXT I think the problem now. with the Briscoes is they would have to stop drinking beer and being rednecks, and I don't think they're interested in that. Well, I, I, I think there are a couple problems with them. A, they're worth so much to Ring of Honor that Ring of Honor is actually worth it. You know, it's worth yeah, it to them to get into a bidding war. But WWE well, would still have more. They, they, they would have yeah. more, but is it worth it to them to get into a bidding war over yeah, a team? I don't know how much of it. Let's be real, realistic here. If, if the Briscoes were offered... Four hundred grand. Well, but who are they offering four hundred grand to in NXT yeah, for a tag team? Right, there, there for a tag team? I mean, there's two guys. I mean, Shinsuke made two hundred bucks, two hundred grand when he came. And then that was the big. I think that was the biggest contract they had ever given out. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if they offered him three sixty, is Ring of Honor really going to make that? Oh. Yeah, but that's a lot. It's still a lot. It's still. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> right. Plus, there, there's all of the. You know, they're. As uh, Glenn said, a little rough around the edges. They are social so media. rough around the edges. You, you, you gotta worry yeah. about that. A little rough around the edges. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much great. Uh, In fairness, so was Kevin Owens once upon a time. Th- this is true, but they didn't. Uh, yeah, we won't go right. into that. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, uh, some um, a weird story this week that um, we, there's one WWE Hall of Famer that's currently the president. There could be a future <laughs> Hall of Famer that could be the next president. As The Rock has said, he's 
seriously considering a potential presidential run. I mean, First of all, don't, isn't The Rock conservative? Isn't he uh, on the red team? I would assume not. I thought we knew that he was. I'm assuming he's I, I, not. I, think he, I understand why you say that. Mainly, I, I, I his think dad is black. That's I, usually a good no, sign. I, I understand. And then once you throw in the fact that he wants to run in 2020. Well, yeah, then he clearly <laughs> wouldn't be running. Hang on a second. Unless he's going to run for the People's Party. Well, that would be the way. That would be the way to do it. Hang on a second. I'm pretty sure he, we know he'd be registered as a Republican. Hang on a second. Hang on a yeah, second. Yeah, well, Donald on. Trump was a quote-unquote Democrat. No, this, I understand. This is true. <laughs> you you run for what you run to, for. Uh, I gotta find this. Look, anyway, I I don't know. I mean, hell, we've had if, if he if he aligns I, enough with my some of my beliefs, I'll vote for him. Right? We've had goddamn Donald Trump as president. Why right? Don't, What's don't, the worst we get, that could happen? Um, there's been a lot of, look, this is a, too much of a political conversation. There's been an awful lot of talk politically that, like, the Democrats would be smart to run a celebrity the next time, that it's part of how, uh, Donald Trump managed to get elected, is that, like, there's a lot of people that didn't, that don't know, that have no idea who Ted Cruz is, but have heard of Donald Trump. Right. So they'll go in and click the button for Donald Trump because they've heard of him. Um, you know, I'm, look, I'm not speaking to that. I'm just Rock, saying. I'm, I would vote for you. Unless Cory Booker or Joe Biden runs, then you don't have a shot to get my vote. But if other than either, that, yeah, either one of them two don't run, you very well might get my vote, brother. Uh, and I smell what you're cooking. What, is, what would his campaign slogan be? I don't know. I honestly, it would probably be the most electrifying man in government and entertainment. Make America electrifying again. <laughs> I'm trying to. I still can't figure out. The Rock, yeah, he has been a registered Republican. That doesn't mean anything. Well, I hear you. You can change your mind about that. And now he works in Hollywood, so presumably he's going to say, yeah, I was never a Republican. What are you guys talking about? I've always been with you. I don't know, man. Look, How would WWE feel about that, especially with Linda in the cabinet? The Rock running against their guy? Yeah. I think they'd love it. I mean, it would be good publicity. I think they would love it because it's good publicity. But I, I also think no, I definitely, that it's much easier. Like right okay. now, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to disassociate themselves. No, no, no. With I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But. Let's say by. I mean, I I laughed. I literally. You guys remember my uh, YouTube channel show, yes. uh, Half Drive, Half Drive, when I would yes, when you interview were... people, which might be making a comeback, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. Um, where I would interview people while you would drive them in your Uber. One of the people that I did that to was. Laura Trump, who is Eric Trump's wife. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea. The reason why you don't know that is because they wouldn't. the fucking Trump family, yeah, those said. pieces of shit, after agreeing... <laughs> How do you really feel? After after agreeing to letting me film it and do everything, decided they didn't want me to do it, put it on air. I mean, on the internet, which is fine. I still have the raw footage, and I could use that to blackmail anybody I'd I want. like to see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a jobbing out exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'd like so, to see uh, it. So, I have the raw footage, but... I mean, technically, if I watched it and then described it, you would have done nothing. Correct. Technically, you would have Did no... Did they say anything yeah. about the audio? I don't <laughs> You know, we didn't really get into that. Yeah. But, um, uh, before the interview, I'll never forget, and it's one of the... Worst moments of my life looking back. Laura Trump, this was right after he had uh, just announced he was going to run yeah. for president. Laura Trump looked me in the face and said, yeah, you know, um, there's a lot of people. I was like, does he really think, does your father-in-law really think he can win the presidency? And she was like, yeah, there's a lot of people that think he can win. And I remember laughing at her. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I distinctly remember oh, laughing God. and being like, ha, there is no way that he would actually ever win president. And then 
I realized, I forgot to realize that in 2016, facts no longer matter. That's right. That's right. Nothing So matters. it didn't yeah. matter. So Nothing you end up matters. winning. But my point being of all of this is that if Donald Trump is president. Why couldn't The Rock be president? Why couldn't The Rock be right. president? And The Rock would be the favorite. The WWE man. would not have to, okay, yeah, we're kind of with this guy, but we're not really with this guy. Like they kind of do with yeah, Donald but Trump. but it is tricky because he's running against their guy. Not just their guy, but Lily, Linda McMahon is in office. Then. Right. Dude. If, okay, first of all, Linda McMahon's keeping that fucking position if The Rock is the president. That's the first thing that's Maybe. happening. He might that, be right. <laughs> all right, all right. That's yeah, the first thing. Right, right. Second of all, dude, who would if you're WWE? No, no, I understand. If you're Vince McMahon, but, but even if you're boys again, with Donald Trump, Donald, who would you I, rather say? This I understand, is a guy I understand of from a company perspective why that makes sense. But you're literally asking, like that's his, that's her boss. Donald Trump, as we know, can fire whoever he would like to fire. Yes. And if they come out supporting The Rock, no, no, she's I'm not saying, probably going to lose her job. I'm not saying they're, they're, that they would support The Rock. Oh, you're saying that run. if he were to become president. I'm saying if he were to yeah, become president, okay. right. they would be like, be a little bit different. that's actually a W. Yeah, right, like, right. yeah, Trump's yeah. our boy, but that's a W. Debate right. number two in a WWE ring. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh Debate my God. number two on Raw. I can't even believe that we're doing this and we're taking it seriously, but this is, <laughs> this is the world that we live in. We have to take it seriously. Yeah, I thought it was a joke when Laura Trump told me right, that right. We have Trump to take it seriously, that, that if... If if The Rock is a Democrat, it might very well be their best play in order to try to win the presidency to run The Rock as their candidate to be the president. That's what we've come to. That's <laughs> right. where we're at. All right, finally. Uh, number three. Um, some news this week on two fronts. Uh, one, uh, what, what negative are you going to say about this? We know more details about the upcoming weekly uh, UK show, the UK championship show. It's going to air on the WWE Network, and we know the broadcast crew, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Jim Ross will be the uh, the play-by-play guy for the UK show, and Nigel McGuinness will join him high fives all around. I mean, what, what is there, yeah, I was gonna say, what is there not to, to like about, that, about right? that? Jesus, that's amazing. Um we know the UK title will be defended at the next uh, NXT pay-per-view because we know now more of the details of the next NXT pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, well, first Pete Dunne facing Tyler Bate, and they, they did a segment, I think, I don't know if it was on, like, something. Don't, don't, because I haven't watched this no, week no, no, yet, no, so no, don't no, tell no, me no. too much. I, I won't tell you too much, but there there was a segment with Dunne and Bate and Regal when they were over in the UK, and Regal again did the angry dad look at Pete Dunne that he was doing. Ah, that's pretty good, door, which yeah. Is, I mean, William Regal's amazing. No, like, William Regal's every the now best. and then we forget about that, and then he does something to remind me. Oh yeah, William Regal's the best. Yep. Um, and it would not shock me to see Pete Dunne take the title off of Tyler Bate there. Um, sure, sure. Pete Dunne, Dunne was, right? Pete yeah, Dunne absolutely. The, I, I think you could argue that he was the star coming out right. of the UK tournament, and right. was, Tyler Bate was the babyface to put the title on. Now you put it back on Dunne, so you can really kickstart the show, and no, it makes perfect no, sense. I agree. I agree. Um, what else do we know about the next pay-per-view? Uh, next, or, or the next, next takeover, takeover uh, we, yes. we know the title match. It is uh, Hideo Itami. Yeah, we've known that. But, well, they, they had the number one contender match, so it was, it's now a f- official. You have uh, Authors of Pain de- defending against DIY in a ladder match. By the way, how do you guys feel... I know you didn't watch this week either yet, but no. you watched last week, right? Yeah. And you watched last week? Yeah. I, I said to Aaron... I. I think that Hideo Itami is about to get a push because, or about to get the bump up, because when they strolled Rod, old Roddy in there and had Roddy stare down with uh, Bobby Roode, it said to me, "This is just a quick, this is a quick thing for Hideo Itami." Then they're bumping him up and they're going to push Roddy Strong into the um, the title picture. I don't think so. Then why do you do that? 
I mean, you, you if, I don't think that, I don't think Hideo's going to go up. I mean, it's been years with Hideo now. Yeah, it's but, been but I mean, how much years. he doesn't have any juice right like, now? Like, how much how much time did he have in those years? Is the thing I'm getting injured. But I think that's part of the pre- the problem that you're in. I think that you're faced with this issue of are we just going to keep doing this and resetting the I mean, clock? I mean, here's time the again. only way I could see Hideo Tommy going up before any time before mm, the end of the year is if he's on 205 Live. That's interesting. That's interesting. If he's on 205 yeah, Live yeah, and he's on be, Raw, I can see That'd be a real it. bump, yeah, sure. I can see sure. it. But other than that, I don't. I think he needs to be in NXT because he hasn't... Right, he, I know he, he has the GTS. Right. Which, by the way, in Chicago, do you think he's hitting it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course, yes. Yes, Absolutely. I do. Yeah. Yes. He might get booed. But <laughs> I think he's doing it anyway. Yeah. Well, why do you get booed? Because Chicago fans are just like every other internet fan. They'd probably be mad that he did it, and it's not CM Punk. They'll probably chant yeah. CM Punk after. Well, no, they'll chant well, CM they'll Punk. They'll chant CM Punk in their <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to chant throughout the entire man. thing. I don't know if they'll boo him, though. Um. All right, anyway, what else? Oh, and because, unfortunately, Ember Moon is injured, right. she is out of the four-way match, so it is uh, Asuka, Nikki Cross, and uh, Ruby Riot. And so it's a triple threat. All right, yeah. very good. Anything else? What are, do we know? That That's what we know. We, oh, know, we, we know. know next week there's going to be a Cassius uh, Ono match, well, yeah, we know. but we don't know if they're going to be on the card. or uh, We don't know about Alistair Black or Cassius Ono or anything on I thought we knew that Cassius Ono was facing Andrade. That's next week on NXT. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. All right, well, look at that. We didn't F it up too much down the stretch. Only a little bit. Only a couple of bumps on the way home. Uh, AJ, let's get the plugs in. First of all, music. Yeah, um, so I just released my music videos on YouTube right now. Um, a music video for my lead single, Euro- European. It's on uh, YouTube I right saw now. Miko was bumping it on Twitter the other yeah, day. She, I mean, it's a great song. Yeah, It's an utterly fantastic song. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've made a lot of songs for the album, Right now, I got like 14 songs recorded. Uh, I got like six songs mastered and ready to go. I got a whole bunch of, you know, more songs I'm going to make. I'm probably going to end up making like 20 songs and then whittling it down for the album, deciding what songs I want to keep on, what songs I don't. But European is a fantastic song, and I honestly don't think it would be a stretch to say that European is the worst song on my album. Mm. I mean, it's going to be. Oh, it, it's. I honestly Bold. think that is the truth, right. I, and uh, right. it's going to be dope. You can, but you can check the, you can check the video for it. I'm literally in Europe doing everything that I said I was going to cool. do in the song. It's cool. Um, and I'm in Europe, and it's a dope video. It's a dope concept. Um, check it out on my YouTube page, uh, youtube.com, uh, slash user slash AJFrancis96. Um, you can find the link also on my Twitter at AJFrancis410. Um, and you can also, uh, follow the Francis Sports Academy on yep. Twitter at Francis underscore sports. My dad's doing basketball training in the near future. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Francis underscore sports. I do, on uh, my Instagram, I, you know, promote music and I do football and workout stuff. So, it's a it's a good good vibe I got going right now. I'm really loving where I'm at, you know, in this whole spatial time realm. Listen to you. Did you some, in, I mean, like, did you do mushrooms or yeah, something? You Listen know, to you. Like, I just it's really it's really you a sound dope. like Matt Seidel, right? Yeah, it's, it's, right? Just, it's really dope. Like or Bill I, Walton. I, I re- that's true. I really wish, like, uh, I'm I'm just really happy with the fact that this is all coming together. Way better yeah, than I cool. ever thought it would. That's really and, cool. And uh, the album's coming out. OTA's coming on September 1st. So. Be ready for it. Looking forward to it. All right, Aaron, you're on Twitter. 
At the AOster. We're on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. Of course, the uh, email is? JobbingOutShow at gmail.com. What do you have coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, nothing concrete. Right now i got a couple interviews in the fires, but not necessarily will be coming out in the next uh, few days. So just kind of keep your eye out on my Twitter. I'll publicize anything I have. Very good. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. The website's GlennClarkRadio.com. Another huge thank you to Lee England Jr. who kicked ass. Also a big thank you to the Hall of Famer, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Again, uh, check out Primal Conflict Wrestling, PrimalConflictWrestling.com next weekend. Uh, also another massive shout-out to our boy Ben Nash, who is is our new favorite. Uh, we'll have picks next week for Backlash. Our buddy Steve Miggs is back in the fold to be our guest picker this time around. Yep. Love Steve Miggs, so he will be our picker next week for Backlash. For Aaron Oster and for the main event, vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. <laughs> Jobbing out.